What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. I know for me, I'm looking at all I have left of my grandparents are photos. So it's like to look back and to see that is so meaningful to me and to be able to share that with my kids. So knowing that I am doing that for other families is, you know, that also inspires me to know that I'm able to give that to other other families. So, you know, while it might seem to me like I'm not producing inspirational work all of the time, for my clients, that's exactly what I'm doing. So I just try to remind myself that from time to time. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJaso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur. And I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will give you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is a place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing the incredible Emily Williams. Now, her journey to photography really began over 25 years ago as a young child when she started oil painting classes. Learning how colors and shadows and light work together to create art helped Emily form how she captures and edits her images today. After her oldest son was born, she bought her first DSLR in hopes of capturing every milestone. She spent years studying and practicing different techniques until finally she took the leap to start offering her photography services to others. Now, I have followed Emily for years, and she is truly one of my favorite fine art photographers. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome, Emily. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. So tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. Okay, so I'm Emily Williams with Emily Williams Photography. Um, I'm in Florida now. We've been here about 
two years now. We've kind of lived all over the U.S., but right now we're in Florida, and I am a fine art children's photographer. To me, childhood is really the most beautiful thing in life. I have three kids, and that's what kind of started this whole journey for me is when my oldest son was born. And I know how special these years are. You know, children see the world with such wonder and excitement. Um, And for me, being able to capture that and preserve it in a way is, you know, the best job I could ever dream up. And yeah, it really is a a passion of mine to be able to share that with other people. Love that. Now, I love that you do fine art because I like I fine art is just where my heart is as well. So it's I'm I'm definitely you're one of my biggest inspirations. So I really am totally fangirling right now. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) So I know that you have studied painting and art. So how have you found that's impacted you as an artist and helped you grow your unique style? Yeah, so as a young teen, I was really into art, you know, drawing and painting and taking pictures with our family camera and those types of things. So my parents, you know, they signed me up for this oil painting class. And in the summer, I would go there a couple times a week and there'd be, a, you know, a few other kids there. But it was pretty cool because it was just at our art teacher's house and we would just kind of hang out and talk about art, listen to music. And she would teach us all about what goes into creating a really beautiful painting. So you know, she would teach us about light and shadows and the importance of composition um, and how certain colors work together just to create an overall beautiful painting. And, you know, she would work with us one-on-one on whatever we wanted to paint. And we would every week come back to it and just keep working on it. So when I started my photography journey, you know, all these years later, these art lessons just kind of naturally came back to me and I think guided me from the very start in just developing my own style and how I view photography in general. So, you know, I'm definitely drawn to that painterly, <laughs> that painterly look just since, you know, I started off painting, basically. I love that. I love that because I, I just, I love cruising Pinterest and just looking at fine art paintings. And do you find that there's like so a genre fun, that, right? So fun. So do you find there's like a genre I, you know, I don't know if there's a specific genre, but, you know, I do love going to, you know, we have some museums around here that I'll go to and I'll just put my AirPods in and I'll, you know, I'm listening to Bridgerton soundtrack Yay, yes. <laughs> and just uh, <laughs> looking at these paintings in my own little world. And honestly, that it, it, I draw a lot of inspiration from these works of art that were created, you know, sometimes hundreds of years ago. I love that. I absolutely love that. I'm actually in the process of planning on going to this heritage, like it's, it's like a heritage village that we have here in in Canada, up in, in British Columbia, and I'm going to be going there and taking some kids there and doing some fun fine art shoots. Oh my shoots gosh, there. I'm obsessed with British Columbia. It's so beautiful there. It's so beautiful, and we have so like just the neatest like kind of pioneer heritage sites here too. Yeah. Um, and so my goal this year is actually just to do more of that, just like more personal projects. So, do you find that you really like the personal projects are what really fuels your creativity? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's something that every artist definitely needs to take time to do because, you know, client work is obviously very important. We're giving them something that, you know, they're going to have for maybe even generations pass down these photos that we're making. And sometimes that can, 
you know, you can get burnt out. It's like Groundhog's Day editing yes. family <laughs> session after family session. And you're like, oh my gosh, like this is, you know, like I'm not doing anything like creative, but you know, to them, it's like, this is, you know, it is to them. It's important for them and to them, you're creating art for them. But yeah, you have to carve out time to to create something for your own soul, your own creative mind in order to stay refreshed, to, to give that mm-hmm. to your clients. So that, yeah, that really is what fuels me when it comes to photography is doing these side projects, you know, that I can pretty much just create whatever I want and try to make it happen. Yeah. I love that. Um, so do you find, so with doing client work and doing also fine artwork, are you doing fine artwork for clients and how, how, like, how do you do that? Cause I'm asking honestly for my own personal mm-hmm. question, because that's something I really struggle with is I always over deliver. I, you know, I shoot a family session. I have like sort of a like a formula that I can quickly edit, you know, in a couple hours. Um, but I don't feel like it's that same fine art style. And that's what I really have a hard time marrying up is how can I do the fine art, but also still give them like the family session. So I'd love to, to hear your point of view on how you do that. Yeah, I think it is, it can be difficult to marry the two, right? So it's like you have fine art, which sometimes in a family session, if it's too edited, they're not going to look natural. Right. Right. And they're going to, they're going to be like, what the, you know, what the heck is this? You're like, this doesn't even look like us. But what I've come to understand is that my clients are drawn to my work. So all I can really do is edit it to my taste and what I think that, that, you know, like they come to me for a reason. So I want to give them what they're looking for. Totally. And you know, it does take time. Fine art editing definitely takes more time than just a normal family edit. Let's say if you're doing a, a lifestyle photo or something. Yeah. But but for me, I know that's what my clients are looking for. So I take that extra time. And I don't necessarily think that, you know, a lot of people might think that fine art has to be totally serious all the time and really, you know, thought provoking with their expressions and stuff. But I know that a lot of my clients, they still want the smiles and they still want, you know, the family images of them having fun. And I've just learned that I can still edit that in a fine art way and still give them that fine art painterly look um, while still having, you know, those real moments, um, those real family moments. Yeah. I love that. So how did you find your style as like a fine art photographer? You know, I think a lot of it did come from my painting background. And, you know, I I hear a lot, even I hear a lot that, you know, when people talk to me about my photos or comment like, oh, it looks like a painting. And Mm. (laughs) even when I'm like, is that a good thing? Like, (laughs) does that mean it's too too overdone? (laughs) But um, I think I just, even if I try not to have it look like a painting, it just always ends up looking like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is me, I guess. Uh, So that definitely had a lot to do with just guiding my way towards my style and how I approach a photo. And when I take the photo and when I edit it, um, you know, I guess it's just the way out of habit, Mm -hmm. how I look at things and how, and, you know, a lot of, I've had a lot of inspiration of course along the way from other photographers that I'm sure you know in some type of way helped 
develop my own style, taking a little yeah. bit here and there of different different things I've learned along the way. I love that. Um, I definitely find I I am so gravitated towards fine art, fine art photographers. So my my face where my Instagram feed is just chock full. Yeah, same. Of like, it's <laughs> like, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I just, as, I swear, as soon as I find someone I love, I'm like, and do they teach? <laughs> what yeah, can you teach know, me? Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with learning new things. Like my friends, my photographer friends make fun of me because it's like, yeah, I'm just constantly searching for new ways of yes. how to edit or, you know, how to new camera tricks or whatever it may be. I'm obsessed with learning. So I love that. I, totally I, think, get I, <laughs> I think I feel like, like, that's the thing though, is like, there is no, like, you, no point where you just feel like you arrive. You're just like, and now I want to learn something new or I'm bored or I need inspiration. Uh, or I just want yeah, to try I don't, something. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd ever want to be at that place where I'm like, I have nothing else to learn. Like, right. <laughs> you know, I don't know how exciting that would be if I just was like, oh, I've learned all there is. Like, I would be, okay, now on to something else. But i that's one thing I really love about photography is, I mean, there is so much to learn. And, I mean, there's just no way you could possibly understand every single thing in Photoshop or every single thing about a camera. Like, it would take... I know forever right (laughs) so it's exciting it's it's fun to like learn new things and it kind of keeps you on your toes I love it so let's talk a little bit about photographing your own kids in a fine art way because my son he's he's over it he's 12 he makes faces so do you have any tricks or tips that you use on your own kids to actually get them to pose for you (laughs) (laughs) well I have a 12 year old too and I have a 14 a 14 year old and a seven year old so I you know 80 percent of the time I take photos of them they're they're so awkward. Like they, I would, you know, be mortified to share with people be like, what the heck? She does not know what she's doing. (laughs) But, but, you know, I also think that a photographer's kid feel, you know, they feel more pressure when they're getting their photo taken, knowing that their parent does this for a living. Um, and they want to make us happy, you know, and that can tend to make them feel more awkward from the very beginning of a shoot. So for me, I know, the more fun I make it for my kids, the more re- relaxed they're going to be. And um, in the end, that's going to allow me to capture genuine expressions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, by just like making it fun for them and saying, oh, let's just go to the beach or let's go to the park. And yeah, maybe we'll take some photos and not have it be like, okay, we're going to go take photos now and you better behave or I'm going to be upset type of, <laughs> you know, yeah. I never want my kids. Oh, I never, yes. I never want my kids to look back and be like, oh my gosh, like mom was so stressed out every time she took our photo. Yeah. Like that, that's just something I'm super careful about because I yeah. want them to have fun with me. Like this is something I'm really passionate about and I love and I want to share that with them. And the whole reason I got into it is because of them. So, you know, I want it to be something that we can share together. So I think just making it fun for them. And when we get to where whatever location I want to take their photo, I find the spot and I put them in that spot and just kind of say, okay, interact with each other. Or if they're you know, by themselves, just kind of, okay, interact with nature or, you know, pick these flowers and, or look at the sky and see what shapes you see in the clouds. And why I'm giving them these directions, I'm constantly taking photos because 
as you know, it's like all these little moments that you're freezing that it yeah. could be an amazing photo. And in between those times, I'm telling them to do different things. Once in a while, I'll say, okay, now look at me. And they're so relaxed by just, you know, just kind of doing their own thing that when they look at me, they're giving me this sweet, genuine expression. They don't have a guard up. They're not feeling awkward. And that's always like the winning shot with my Mm. kids. You know, if I try to say, look this way or do this or do that, they look like a robot and it never turns out well. (laughs) Yeah. What I really found is I, I had done, do you know Paulina Duzman? Yes. Yes, yes, she's her, amazing. Yes, she's incredible. I, I, lo- I love her. So I've actually done two of her workshops. And what I discovered was her approach and how she works with children is so vastly different than me. And, and we pull different things out because for the longest time, I was like, I cannot, like, I, I don't know how she gets these children to give these soulful looking expressions. Right. And, yeah. and cause I get kids just meant I need to make me laugh. Like they are just like, Lisa is fun and we are going to have fun and I'm going to make yeah. like all the faces and we're just going to have, my pictures have joy. So I, what would you say is your approach to your sessions and, and what do you feel is your secret strength that you pull out of kids? So I find that, you know, I try to look at it from the kid's perspective. Like a lot of my repeat clients, they, they know me, so their kids feel comfortable around me. And it, it's a fun thing for them to come and do these sessions, like their families make it fun. But, you know, a lot of times if I haven't met, met my client before, it's the first time session, the children, sometimes I shoot a lot of younger kids, so it can be pretty intimidating for them having this stranger come and like have this big camera in their face and telling them what to do, right? So I've found for me, it just works really to just kind of give them their space, which, you know, is great for a longer (laughs) focal length lens. And I just kind of put them where I want them to be and let them do their thing. And I mean, kids are just naturally beautiful. They're so innocent and like, you know, no forced express. If their expression's not forced, pretty much it's going to be amazing, soulful expression of them just being them true selves. So I found that just letting them be themselves is really, I mean, almost all of the shots that you would see on my website or on Instagram are of kids just being themselves, but probably mm-hmm. looks like I've posed them, but I really haven't. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I'm, I'm constantly shooting, right? The shutter is, the shutter is going crazy, but I'm capturing those different looks and moments. And sometimes, you know, they'll be looking at their parents that are standing, if they're standing behind me and they can get them to smile or just kind of, there's looking at them, you know, with a cute expression. So I, I just really don't, ever try to force anything mm-hmm. with the kids because I know that it can be really overwhelming for them. And especially if they're younger, it's scary to have a stranger there, right? And yeah. have the expectation that you have to look perfect and smile at the right time and hold a certain pose. Like I don't I don't want to ever I don't I want them to leave feeling like, wow, that was so much fun. I can't wait till we do it again. Not like, oh my yeah. gosh, mom. I never want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> completely. Completely. Yeah. So do you have a vision where you want to take a photo? Because often I get stuck when I pull things into Photoshop. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't always have a vision when I start the editing process. If it's a creative shoot that I spent time planning and preparing, like from my own, you know, artistic 
self, then yeah, I'll have a certain look in mind that I want to achieve. But with client work, I'm really just trying to, you know, enhance the beauty that's already there and Mm -hmm. create a beautiful painterly look that I know my clients want. Um, And if I get stuck on a photo and I'm not sure which direction to take it, you know, I'll take a little break from the computer and give my brain a chance to reset and just go back later with fresh eyes. Yeah. So I think a lot of the time I'm not necessarily going into editing, knowing exactly what I want to achieve, but it usually comes to me as I start. Yeah. I love that. Someone gave me the great advice one time. Cause I honestly, I get stuck and I take myself far too seriously. And they're like, Lisa, they're just pixels. You can't hurt them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I sometimes get a little stuck also between, you know, changing too much of the features or enhancing things too much that I always worry that maybe I've changed it too much and the mom's not going to like it um, because it doesn't look like her child anymore. Right. Oh, that happens to me. It still, it still happens to me. And I, I rely on my husband and even my kids. Like I'll be like, how does this look? And my daughter, she's 12. She'll be like, mom, no, I think, you know, she looks like a doll. It's gone too far. Like, you know, she's brutally honest with me. And I'm like, oh, you're right. I've been sitting here way too long. And sometimes you do need that outside opinion or just to step away because I mean, yeah, you can get totally sucked in by Photoshop. It's like, (laughs) oh, it's so true. When you're in the zone, when you're in the zone, it's hard to get out. (laughs) (laughs) Completely. Now, do you edit to music or anything? Because I know you mentioned Bridgerton. Oh, yeah. So I will listen to music or sometimes I'll have like a TV show on in the background. Um, Yeah, I don't edit in silence it's like (laughs) I get way too wait I need some sort of like outside thing going on or I get way too laser focused and for me it's like you go down that rabbit hole and (laughs) oh yes I know and you can't come back two hours later you're like still working on the same image and you're like yeah and you're like oh my gosh no I just have to start over (laughs) this is not looking right (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Or, or actually what happens to me is I will have so many layers and not flatten that my computer will get bogged down and then it will just freeze and die. And then it comes back in and with the recovered and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've just lost 45 minutes of editing. Yeah. And then, and then you have to break open the wine, break open the wine. Yep. Because <laughs> yep. I hear, we've all been there. <laughs> So what is your process when you have a brand new idea? I have a folder on my phone that's full of ideas. Um, Some have been there for years (laughs) and I have yet to put them into motion. But yeah, when I, when I think of something, I always jot it down because I forget so much if I don't like having three kids, I like, yeah, it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I'll ha- I have a lot of ideas on my phone. So then, you know, when I have time for a creative shoot, I'll go in there and be like, okay, what did I, what do, what do I want to get done? And usually from there, I'll decide, you know, what I want to do and then go and scout out a location, um, for that specific idea. And then from there, I'll go into putting together a wardrobe and finding a model and, you know, just kind of envisioning in my head exactly what I want to achieve from start to finish so that when we go into it, it's just a smooth process and it's not something that's going to be a headache for me, but actually something that's going to feed my soul in a way. Yeah, 100%. Now, how do you feel styling, light, and location play into the work you create? 
Well, I mean, all three are definitely important, but for me, I think lighting is really the foundation of a good photo. Without proper light and shadows, you know, it's going to fall flat. And for me, it's so hard to edit. Um, I just can't even do it. Um, so that really is the most important for me is lighting first and foremost. Um, you know, styling is super fun for for creative shoots, but I actually don't, you know, I don't have control over what my clients wear. Like if they ask for my advice, of course, I'm going to send them ideas of what, you know, I think they should wear, but that doesn't mean they're going to take my advice, <laughs> which, which is totally okay because at the end of the day, I'm working for them and these are photos that I want them to love and feel happy about. But, you know, for me, it's styling is not the most important thing. It's, you know, I ha- I've learned to work with it because everyone has their own taste. You know, I, of course, location, we all dream about magical locations as photographers. Um, if I could shoot in a field of flowers every day, I would die happy. Like it sounds, yeah. that would be heaven. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we don't always have access to locations like that. And you have to work with what you have around you. And I really think that if you have really amazing light, you can create a beautiful photo, like anywhere you are, as long as you have the creative eye to like know where to put your subject. I love that. Now, yeah, I, I was looking at your Instagram before we hopped on today and you have this image of this little girl in the window and she looks like she's backlit. So can you tell me a little bit about this location? Cause it looks like it's extraordinary. And I'm like, is this real? Is this a composite or mm-hmm. is this like a real no, location? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was real. So that was actually a creative shoot that I did. Those, she's actually a client and, but then I asked her mom, like, oh, would she, you know, want to model for this creative shoot that I have? And I actually had just rented out a bed and breakfast. I just found a cute little vintage looking bed and breakfast and we just went there and yeah, we just had a bunch of fun shooting around the cute little areas they have. And I had, you know, a light behind her and outside it was getting a little bit dark and, but enough light still you know, to capture the photo. So yeah, it was definitely, it was a fun, fun creative shoot that we did. I love that. And I love your idea about renting a and B. I hadn't thought of that, but that's such a brilliant way to find like really cool locations. Yeah. I'm always looking like I have some friends um, that are photographers over in London and they're always having these oh, amazing yes little far- <laughs> these little the farms oh. with the sheep and like these yes. beautiful countryside and I'm like okay well I don't have that but <laughs> but I can find a cute little you know bread bed and breakfast to uh rent out and kind of create something that feels similar has this yeah. evokes the same emotion right yeah, I love that. So when you feel like when you feel stuck for inspiration, where do you draw your creativity from? For me, um, you know, my kids and nature are my two biggest inspirations. So usually when I feel uninspired, um, that means I'm burnt out and trying to juggle way too many things. So I try to just take a little break, even if it's for a day or, you know, maybe a week if I can. And just to spend time with my kids and having adventures outside in nature and just kind of soaking that all in refreshes 
that creative spirit and, you know, it does kind of reset me in a way that gets me excited to get back into creating art. So I think just kind of stepping away for a little bit and not putting that pressure on yourself to, to have to always constantly be, you know, feeling so inspired and having to create these masterpieces all the time or whatever you want to call it, you know, just to take some of that pressure off of yourself and, and realize like, and no, enjoy life. Like there's so much inspiration to be found all around you and to draw that in and have it feed your soul and then get back to it. Yeah. I love that. I think there is this, um, almost like this false belief that fine art photographers or even photographers in general, we're always inspired and we don't have these highs and lows of creativity. Um, so I love that you touched on that because that's something that I definitely find like it's a cycle. Like sometimes I just have so many ideas, like I can't even write them down and catch them fast enough. And then other times I'm like, I don't even have an idea to save my life. And all I want to do is have a nap. <laughs> yep. I know. <laughs> it's usually but in the fall. Yes. I honestly think like every artist goes through that because especially if you're, you know, if you are really busy and you have a lot of client work and you're doing the same thing over and over and over, you know, we all know if you're a creative person, that kind of like being creative and having that outlet is so important for you to stay refreshed and to feel inspired in everything that you do. So yeah, I totally get what you're saying, but everyone's been there. And I think we just all need to remind ourselves, like give yourself a little break and it's, it's okay to, if you're not feeling totally inspired, but just kind of distract yourself with something else and it's going to come back. <laughs> I love it. I've typically find that's when I buy a new editing course. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's a good time. That's a good time to do it. It's like that, that's a kick in the butt to get you, <laughs> yep. get you wanting to try new things. And yeah, it's totally true. So we talked a little bit about this um, before, but I honestly, I do get stuck in the work I create for my clients because I have such a system and process that works. But as an artist, I really get bogged down and uninspired quickly. So how do you keep your work fresh and consistent for your clients yet still feel inspired? Yeah, I mean, client work can be really difficult, right? And like I was saying, they can blend together, especially during the busy season and to to you it might not seem you know when we're thinking about our own work it might not seem like we're creating meaningful work um and it and it's hard to stay inspired but I really try to remind myself that for every shoot that I'm so lucky to be able to capture these memories for my clients Mm. and and for them these photos you know, are so important for their family and they're going to be shared. And like I said before, passed on maybe for even generations, you know, I know for me, I'm looking at all I have left of my grandparents are photos. So it's like to look back and to see that is so meaningful to me and to be able to share that with my kids. So knowing that I am doing that for other families is, you know, that also inspires me to know that I'm able to give that to other other families. So, you know, while it might seem to me like I'm not producing inspirational work all of the time for my clients, that's exactly what I'm doing. So I just try Mm. to remind myself that from time to time. I think that's a great reframe. So what Photoshop tool could you not live without? (laughs) No, well, (laughs) that's so hard. 
Oh gosh. Um, I guess if I would have to choose it, it kind of sounds boring, I guess, but I'd have to say the curves tool. Um, mm. I definitely use it the most when editing. There's just so many things you can do with 100%. curves. Um, I'm constantly playing around with it and trying to learn new techniques. And yeah, yeah I could spend literally hours messing around with one yeah, curve could- layer if I I let myself get carried away. <laughs> that, that's a good answer. Have you tried the new content to wear fill? I'm, I'm obsessed with that right now. <laughs> no, I don't think I have. Oh my oh gosh. Oh my goodness. New. <gasps> it will rock your world. <laughs> okay. I'm, I know what I'm doing right after we talk. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be your dream shoot? Where and why? Oh, good question. Um, I've actually talked about this before with some of my photographer friends, you know, something that we all kind of like to talk about. I was telling them a while back about this music video that Avril Lavigne did for a song of hers. I think it's called Head Above Water, maybe, or something above water. Um, She filmed it in Iceland, and (sighs) the video starts off, and she's just wearing this simple, beautiful white dress on a beach, and there's just these gorgeous green cliffs and mountains in the background. Um, And the mood is just amazing. Um, And after I saw the video, I was, you know, Googling flights to Iceland. (laughs) 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 I have have this vision in my head of uh, so many shoots I want to do there. Um, So I definitely would, you know, who knows, fingers crossed a trip to Iceland in my future soon and can make that come to life. I love it. So what influence has made the biggest impact on you as an artist? Yeah, like I touched touched on earlier, I I think I've had so many influences, you know, even from back to my art teacher who kind of started, you know, this helped me start this journey. Um, I definitely, you know, I've always loved Elena Shumilova's work. It really speaks to me on so many different levels. The way she views and captures childhood is incredible to me. I also love studying like the work from photographers like Ansel Adams or um, Margaret Burke White. You know, they really paved the way for future photographers. And obviously their work is totally different type than the photography that I do. (laughs) But I think that just their use of light and shadow and the composition is, you know, when you look at their photos, it's so captivating. And I think it really helped me in understanding those parts of a photograph and how important they are. And, you know, even though their style is so different, it definitely, you know, has an influence on how I go about taking and editing a photo in a weird way, if that makes sense. Totally does. Totally does. Now, what do you wish you knew as a beginner photographer? What advice could you pass on? Hmm. How much time do we have? (laughs) I know, right? Oh, man. I mean, if I could go and give my younger self advice when I was starting my photography adventure, you know, I'd I'd say have patience and have fun. You know, it can be really frustrating when you're first starting out and it's so easy to get discouraged when you're trying to learn everything all at once. You know, but it's really like like baby steps. You have to be patient. You have to have patience and you have to know that you're going to mess up once in a while and have some bumps along the way. 
But, you know, in almost every single situation, I really feel like there's an opportunity to learn and grow. So maybe a shoot doesn't go as planned or your client's child is crying or your editing isn't where you want it to be or you messed up your camera settings. You know, these things used to like really frustrate me when I first started out and I, I could get like really discouraged. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, why did you get so, why the heck did you stress so much? Like even in those circumstances, you know, there's always something of value to be found. You know, you learn what works and you learn what doesn't work and that helps you grow and become better as an artist. So yeah, I tell myself, relax, enjoy the process and just have fun with it. Love that. So I love to end my interviews with this last question. So what are you artistically curious about right now? Oh, yeah, there's so much, (laughs) (laughs) so much in the art world that I'm intrigued about. Um, Actually, lately, I've been very curious about film photography. I've never really, you know, got into it, but there's something I feel that's so beautiful and romantic about it. I think I'd really love the entire process of shooting and developing. So we'll see. Maybe I'll try it out and have a new little new little hobby on the side. I, I love it. I love it. My, my photography hobby and my, <laughs> my photography business. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I might be a bit obsessed with photography. <laughs> no, it's all good. I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a lovely chatting with you. Thanks so much for having me. I had so much fun. Oh, my friends, wasn't that a great convo? I loved Emily's advice about not taking ourselves too seriously and enjoying the journey. It's definitely a reminder that I need from time to time, too. I'm sending you so much of my light and love today and every day. We'll see you next time. If you loved this conversation, please leave a review. It just takes a few minutes, and I love hearing from you.